Praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adeomi, and we are going through the Gospel of Matthew, and we are now in chapter 24, as I said in the previous chapter, this chapter 24 is prophecy, and the disciples are the ones that, that is initiated the prophecy discussion that the Lord Jesus Christ gave to them. From verse 1, I will stop as I read and, and give some comment. Bring it from, uh, from that point to our generation and so on and so forth. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. This is verse 1 of chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And the temple that the Lord Jesus Christ made was called the Herod's temple. When the Jews were brought back from Babylon after the days of Daniel, and they started to rebuild the temple, the temple that they rebuilt, and they rebuilt the, the walls of Jerusalem in the days of Ezra, Nehemiah. And go to the book of Nehemiah and to the book of Ezra and see the time frame of that. Now, when, the, when that was done, the temple was not that, that was built then, was not that beautiful like the one that Solomon built for them when the first, the first temple that Solomon built. But they were managing it until the days of Herod. Herod was way close to the time Jesus Christ was born, which was almost 400 years after, 400 or something years after Daniel the prophet. So Herod, trying to please the Jews, because Herod was trying to make himself, or made himself king of the area, but because he was not from this line of David, and they didn't even accept him to be an Israelite, so they were not accepting him to be their king. Herod tried to please them. Herod had the line, had the influence with the Roman Empire that was already in the region. So they made Herod, they allowed Herod to be the king. But the Jews in Jerusalem didn't accept him. So Herod tried to please them. He still promised to rebuild that temple for them. And it was rebuilt with some garnish stones. And that was what the disciples when Jesus Christ was in the temple, it was, they were pointing this out to us. Look at these stones, beautiful, was made by beautiful stones, with beautiful stones. And that was what they were pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ and said, His disciples came to him and to, for, to show him the buildings of the temple. That was beautiful also, compared to the one that their the, the, the forefathers built when they came back from Babylon. And Jesus said unto them, See ye all, not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. So the Lord was prophesying to you, you see all this thing, you think it's beautiful? It shall be flattened. So you say, well, flattened, they know that you have to be a wall for them to be, for the stone to be thrown down, for them to be destroyed. And 
Verse 3 said, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? I mean, they want to know more about this flattening of the temple. When will this thing take place? And the Lord was going to use that as the beginning of telling them what is in their future. The future of the disciples that are following him. Because Christ knew that he would be going away very soon. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Now, we, those that particular verse, I am Christ and shall deceive many, can be taken to mean that they will be saying they are Christ. Or they will be saying Jesus is Christ, but they are still going to try to deceive. Because just saying that Jesus is Christ does not mean you are leading them to Christ. You may be leading them to yourself. Jesus is Christ, but come and give you some money. Jesus is Christ, but come and pay this. And that is deceiving also. So he said they will be saying, I am Christ. They will be pointing to Jesus as Christ, but they will still be, they can still be deceivers. So he said, but take keys to yourself that no man deceive you. Verse 6, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, think of that from the time of the apostles. Wars and rumors of war, yeah. Because in their own time, the Roman Empire, and then the Egyptian Empire, and there was wars here and wars there. And those are minor compared to what we have right now. Wars and rumors of war in this generation even. But those are, those things come to pass, but the end is not yet. So that was in their time, even in our own time, we may think the end is here. The end is here. It may not really be yet. This, all those wars we, and rumors of war will precede the end. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Now the Lord was giving you a general outlook of world, the world from the time of Christ till the end. Be, it's not specifying what, which place to be located. There will be famines everywhere, different locations, diverse places. Diverse means it could be here, sometimes there, another place. It's not like it's only on the north or it's only on the south. It could be anywhere. Diverse places over the years. And famines and pestilences. And we have seen several of them in our generation. Even. 19 something, they say 1908 or something like that. They say it was a, a plague that killed millions. And our own generation, we have in 2020, COVID-19 that killed thousands or not up to a million right now, all over the world. And it's still going. So that is part of the fulfillment of these prophecies from the time of our logical it has been occurring. Earthquakes. One just reported was just reported recently, Turkey. And he said almost twenty something thousand has been destroyed in that single earthquake that destroyed several parts of some cities, different cities, different sections of the cities in Turkey and Syria. That those are all fulfillment of these things Christ said, diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows, verse 8 said. All of those earthquakes, famines, pestilences like uh, coronavirus, earthquakes, famines, die in other places, said they are the beginning of sorrows. The same with kingdom rising against kingdom. You see Russia attacking Ukraine and uh, Israel and, uh, and uh, Iran having some skirmishes and threats of rumors of war in between the Chinese and uh, and the Taiwanese, all of those are beginning of sorrows. Those are rumors, wars and rumors of wars, pestilence and famines, earthquakes in diverse places. So these are the beginning of sorrows. Then verse 9, God is not going to tell the apostles something that will happen to them before even all of this thing happen. 
then shall they deliver you, as ye disciples, up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. But that has been fulfilled to the letter. So when he was telling them, they were not in that jeopardy yet. But after, he, after the Lord Jesus Christ resurrected and the apostles started preaching about, there were persecution by the government, by the Jews from different, in different parts of the world. That is what Christ was talking about and said, they shall, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations. All nations, every nation that they preach, they go to to preach, it will be hatred. Why? Because we as preachers, we are coming against the kingdom of darkness. Not just that particular government. The kingdom of darkness are spiritual spirits that are ruling that government of the world. Those are the people we are coming against when we preach the good news of Christ and the, and this, and the salvation from sin. That we are preaching that Jesus Christ can save people from their sins and is coming, bringing a new, a new kingdom. Satan that is ruling this world does not like it. And he will resist it by raising up persecution from the governments of the world. That is what Christ was saying, that they will, cry, they will kill you guys and hate you for my name's sake. That is for the preaching of your preaching. By all nations, any, every nation, you say, oh, this nation welcomed them for now, yeah, but the spirits don't welcome them. The spirits are going to raise up something else. If it's not from the government, it will be from the other religions in that same nation. You may say the government does not agree with the religions like idol worshippers that are doing. Think of India. They have the Hindus also. They have their own religion. When Christians come to their place, the Hindus will persecute here. Yeah? But if the government is not really following Hindu, that's why the government says, oh, let me send the police to stop it. But see, they are just plain favoritism or kind of a mockery of trying to defend the people that are preaching the gospel. How much more if the government is pro hindus then the government will say we persecute them. So that's what Christ is saying. It will be, all nations will be persecuting you for my name's sake. Master said, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. That is, even among the people that claim to be following Christ, when the persecution started occurring, some of them will give up and turn back and begin to point to these people who are the one. These people are the one just to save their own neck. That's what he means by many shall be offended, shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Well, we can, from the time our Holy Jesus Christ talk about this, the Mohammedanism rose up 600 and something AD when Muhammad was born in Mecca. And he seems to get some, he, he, got, he got contact with the other the gospelers or the Judaism and make and get their doctrine and present it as another religion that became Islam, you see. And he became false prophet because he was he also persecuting a Christian. Many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And we, from their books, you know they are deceiving the, the people that follow them. Verse 12, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Because of all the evil that is going on in the world, nobody wants to do good for anybody either. That's what I mean, their love, the love of men shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So that's the one to every one of us that are following Christ. We are to endure the pain, the trouble, the persecution till the end. The end can be till you are killed, till you die. Just stand firm. Then you are guaranteed of heaven. 
you are granted that you will be one of them to be resurrected when Christ shall resurrect the dead in Christ. He that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. But those who back off and go back to join the world, then they don't endure to the end. Because they say either accept their false religion or be killed. If they want to accept their false religion, they go back to the world. Or they say deny your Christ or they cut your throat or they deny their Christ so that they don't, they are trying to save their own neck, they just join the world. But he that endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Saved means to get to heaven and not go to hell if you endure to the end. Verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So what gospel is talking about? The gospel that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, is the only one that can save anybody from hell, and he's come, he has come, he has given us life, and the Father has given us his eternal life, and this life is in the Son, and we have the Son of God in us, we have life. And then we are the ones that are going to inherit this planet. Those that have accepted Jesus Christ are going to be resurrected at the end, to live on this planet again, while the kingdoms of this world are destroyed and taken out of the of government. And only Christ and his saints will be reigning on this earth forever and ever. That is the kingdom, the preaching of the kingdom. That is the gospel. Good news that Christ, the good news is that God is taking care of sin by forgiving the old man race and asking you to come back to him. That is good news that our sins are forgiven when you come to him. Good news is that he also gave us power of sins, sicknesses and disease and death. And over physical death also. That's good news that Christ has come to abolish death. That's good news. The good news is that a new kingdom is coming that will be righteousness and holiness. We are God, we reign on this earth, and Jesus Christ will be reigning on this physical earth. And the saints of God alone will be reigning with him. Only holy people will be on this planet and it will be forever and ever. No more change of government. That's good news. It's coming. Because all this up and down as we are seeing in the world, the kingdom of darkness is causing it. Murder. Killing. War. All those things, they are going to put a, God is going to put an end to it and there will be a peace forever on this king, on this planet. That's the good news. You have to come and be partaker of that good news. He's calling you to come and be a member to partake of that good news. So that is what Christ said. But this gospel is being preached to the whole world. People are coming in. If you want to be a member of this kingdom that is to come, come on in. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And he's a witness unto the whole nation that this thing is coming, is real. An individual have to decide whether you want to be part of that kingdom by accepting Jesus Christ and throw away sin and let him fill you out with the holiness. Verse 15. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place. Now, before, let me, before verse 14 said, After this gospel has been preached to all nations as a witness, then shall the end come. So which means the whole world must know about this gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why it's being preached worldwide. Some parts of some corners have not had the detail of it. They may have that there's another religion called Christianity, but they don't know the detail of it. That's why the gospel has to be preached to them so that they know the detail, so that they can make their choice. Go to Hindu, Hinduism. Many of them, of course, new people are being born daily also, but also those who are being born have to know the detail of why is this religion different from that? Why is, what are they saying about Christ here? Why this one is not saying? Or go to the people that are following Buddha and following their own religion. They have to hear the detail of the gospel. So this gospel of the kingdom must be preached to all the world, all nations. So everybody make up their mind, choose whom you are going to follow. Then the end shall come. He said, but this he said the gospel of the preaching, the gospel of this kingdom shall be preached in all the world 
for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So that's why the gospel is going now by internet, by satellite, by whatever form of media. Many people have access now to be able to even our down. You can download our app on your cell phone because almost in your world has cell phones right now. You can download our app and listen to sermons where we are preaching that Jesus is the only way and this is the truth. And you make up your mind, make up your choice. And if you follow Christ, if you choose for Christ, you are particular of that kingdom that is coming. If you refuse and follow your father's religion and continue in your sin, you die in your sin, you go to hell, lake of fire. So, but this kingdom, this preaching of the gospel must go to the whole world and then the end will come. And the end is soon because the world is almost the whole world is hard about it now. Verse 15 is where we are. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. He said, also really let him understand. That's in parenthesis. Now, what is this abomination of desolation? Now, when you go to the book of Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, the angel was talking about the city will be desolate. The city of Jerusalem will be desolate after the Messiah comes. But now, there will be a beginning of his abomination. There will be an abomination that will make desolate. Something will spark this desolation. And we can look back at history now, 2,000 years later, and see what started the war with the Romans. The war with the Roman Empire that made the Roman Empire destroy the temple and the city and scatter the Jews worldwide is what is the cause is that the desolation that we are talking about in 70 AD that happened at, in 70 AD. Now what is the beginning of it? What causes it? What causes it? What the apostle Daniel, Daniel the prophet was saying was abomination of desolation. That abomination thing will make the city become desolate. But what was this abomination? The Bible says it was standing in the holy place. According to the history that we read, the, these people that said they don't want Jesus, they said that uh, they have no other king but, who, but Caesar. According to the gospel, they said that they, when Pontius Pilate asked them, do you want me to, key, to crucify your king? What did they say? Did you say, we have no king but Caesar? That's what they said to Pontius Pilate. Okay, so Pontius Pilate released Jesus Christ to be crucified. So they just sealed their doom also. Now they say King Caesar is their king. Okay, Caesar came and some years later and said, put my plaque on your temple. All oh, the people must worship Caesar. Caesar was also classified as a god to, to many of their colonies. And the Jews said, oh no, we can't worship Caesar. Well, if you can't worship Caesar and you say Caesar is your king, then you are in trouble also. So now they, they forced their plaque on their temple. They wanted to you worship Caesar in this temple too. That is abomination to the Jews also. But that is what we call abomination of desolation because that was the beginning of the confrontation. And then the Roman Empire sent soldiers and surrounded the city. In the end, they were desolate, destroyed, taken away, make the whole city desolate for thousands of years. That is the, why I call it abomination of desolation. Daniel, in the angel prophesied Daniel, that will, be called, that will be the cause of the desolation. But that is the abomination that was put in the temple. But God said it was for a, for vengeance for redemption the Messiah. That's what Jesus Christ said that the day of vengeance is coming. When they were taking the Lord Jesus Christ and the, to, the, to be crucified, he stopped and talked to the woman and said, weep not for me, weep for yourself and for your children. That is for your children that you are going to give birth to. Because it, even those people that are women that are weeping may even be there by the time that happened because it happened 70 AD. 
and they were weeping around 30 something AD. So in about 40 years, all of them will be destroyed. Your children will probably be the one that will be, that will be the victims of this. That's why I say, weep not for me, weep for yourself and for your children. Because the days are coming that they will be doing some terrible things that if they do this to a green tree, what will they do to the, to the, to the dry tree? That was what Jesus Christ told them when they were leading him away to be crucified. Telling the Jews that are weeping, I say, you are weeping for me, weep for yourself, for, me, for your children. Because the desolation was coming to that Jerusalem that Daniel has prophesied for, for them killing the Messiah. Verse 16, Then let them which be in Judea flee to the, to the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Now, you see the way the Lord presented this, this uh, teaching about prophecy. It started by telling the general thing that will happen that there will be wars and rumors of what these are just the beginning of sorrows. Then he zeroed in on the apostles and said, you guys that are following me, this will happen to you first. They will crucify you, they persecute you from synagogue to synagogue. That is done by the Jews that didn't believe. And persecuted the Christians and persecuted them from city to city. And he said, you that endure to the end shall be saved. Then he come back to start talking about what Daniel said, how the, what will happen to the city itself, Jerusalem. That's when he said the abomination of desolation will bring the city down. And that is what we are reading in chapter verse 16, about 15 and 16. That those who are in Judea then, when you see that abomination, will start to run away from the city because the soldiers of Rome will come and surround the city very soon and destroy everybody and destroy, scatter it. That if you have seen this prophecy, you better run, get out of the city because don't think the Jews are going to win because they will be defending the city. The Jews are defending the city against Rome. So that let them which be in Judea flee to the mountains. Don't think the Jews are going, don't think the Jews are going to win the battle. No. Flee to the mountains, what Jesus Christ prophesied to them. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Now verse 19 says, And woe unto them that are with child. Because you know that women are with these victims of this war. And they that have children will be worse off because they will try to carry their children that the soldiers will be massacring. And to them that give suck in those days. Verse 20 says, But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. What do I, why winter? Because during the winter it's so cold, you won't be able to fly into the jungle or you'll be freezing to death over there. If it's Sabbath day, you won't be able to get out because they shut the, the, the gates. And they say, well, the conscience is that you don't travel that far, but you need to travel far away also. So that's why I say, you better don't pray that it's not on the Sabbath day, where you don't feel like traveling far away to run away. That's, you better run away because this is going to take over the whole city and surroundings. Verse 21, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Now, this, because Matthew was reporting this thing many years after it had been said, many years later, so it was not like it was recorded on a, on a, on a tape recorder where you can say this is, this is chronological, what Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ said. They were reporting this thing many years later. So when he was talking about great tribulation here, could have been talking about the end time great tribulation, which is still when he said there will be no, nor ever shall be rather than what is happening to the Israelites that are going to be destroyed in the, in the AD 70, which actually also was a great tribulation. But he said there will be no none like that anymore since then. 
They may be not like that anymore either. Verse 22, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So now verse 22 can be talking about the end of the world also. Because you are knowing that when you say no flesh will be saved, it's not talking about no Jews will be left. Then we have talking about, talking about Jerusalem. The no flesh will be saved except the days shortened. So we are, think, we are believing that is, that was referring to the end time, the end of the world. Because there will be a nuclear, look at the nuclear war that will happen at the third world war that may happen with nuclear. Now if the nuclear radiation is not stopped, almost every flesh, that includes animal and human beings, will have been eradicated from the planet Earth. The Christ said, Except the days were should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. At least God will still have some, for the sake of some people, He has elected that this will not die, they will live through this. God will shorten the days of the radiation so that there will be still some few men left. Like I, the prophecy of Isaiah, the prophet in chapter 26, I believe, where he said the earth was born, but a few men left. That was prophesying of this calamity that will come upon the world that uh, the prophets were talking about. And it looked like it is the same thing the Lord Jesus Christ was referring to when he said, Except the days were shortened, no flesh will be saved. That was chapter 24 of Isaiah. Let me read that part to you quickly. Chapter 24 of Isaiah, Isaiah verse 1 to 7, was actually saying, The earth. Mourneth and faileth away. The world languishes and faileth away. All the people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof because they have transgressed the laws, shamed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, as the cause, they avoid the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are bound, and few men left. So that look like nuclear holocaust, nuclear war. But he said that they have changed the laws and so on. So you can see the nations of the world in our generation right now, where they are now saying uh, a, man, a man can marry a man, a woman can marry a woman, and now they are sodomy. That is changing the laws of the of, uh, everlasting covenant. God made them male and female, asked them to be multiplying. And they are changing laws and saying they don't know who they are, they are male, they are female. Therefore, what they call transgender. That they can those, those are all corruption that the Bible said few men when they have to be burnt and few men are left. And that seems to be prophesied by it was prophesied by Isaiah the prophet chapter 24. And that seems to be what Christ was uh, pointing to in this in this verse when he said, Except the days were shortened, no flesh will be saved. You know, no flesh will have been saved. But for the elect sake, there are still few people that God will allow to be saved. The days have shortened the days of that nuclear radiation. Verse 23 of Matthew chapter 24 again. Then, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. When he said then, just because say during this time, if any man shall say, Here is Christ, or there is Christ, you don't believe it, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Even at this time of the world, there will be false prophets and false Christ that are deceivers. He said that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, but it's not possible because the very elect have God with them. Verse 25 says, Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert. I mean, seeing Jesus Christ in the desert. Here we talk, seeing the desert. Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chamber. Believe it not. 
For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. That is, this second coming of the Lord that we are talking about is going to come like a flash of lightning from the east to the west. Verse 28 For wheresoever the carcass is there, will the eagles be gathered together. Now, that proverb of where the carcass is there, the eagles will be gathered together is talking about where he is going to gather the prophets, the saints of God to himself. To himself. He's going to gather the saints of God to himself. That's where the eagles gather together. Verse 29 Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now, that three verses talk about the Lord coming in the second time in the sky where all eyes shall see him. Any other Bible verses are pointed to it, even in the book of Revelation. Apostle John that wrote in the book of Revelation said, Behold, he coming with clouds. And all eyes shall see him. Even those that pierce him will see him. So it looks like will they be resurrected to see him coming from the clouds? Or it just meaning that those who, those who believe in him, that are not there, will see him coming from the sky. Because he said, The Son of Man shall come in, from the cloud, in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now he said, They shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in the sky, in heaven. So whatever is that sign is, people believe could be just the cross. Because the cross symbolizes Christianity, symbolizes Christ's death on the cross. Not so. That is one sign that is sure, that if that is the one they saw, that they just saw a, a cross, form of a cloud, a cloud from the cross, they will say, this is the, a cross, definitely everybody knows what is a cross. And they say that to be a sign from the, of the Son of Man in heaven, that could be a cross that people believe, many people believe. All the trials of the earth shall mourn. That means when they see this and they don't believe that Christ is the one, that is the Savior of the world, and they now see that it is Him. In fact, in the days of the Jews that will be left during that time, they will, they, will, they, will be, they will be thinking Jesus, that thought Jesus is not their Messiah. When they now see Him, that it is this same Christ that the, the Jewish, the, the Gentiles have been preaching to them that they didn't want to believe, is the one that is the Messiah, then they will be mourning that they have been deceived by their fathers, by their earlier fathers. That's why he said the, the, the tribes of the earth shall mourn. Verse 31, Then the Lord said, He shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now that points to the fact that the Christians will have been taken to heaven, those who are dead that will be resurrected, will be caught up in the rapture. We see that in the Gospel of, in the letters of Apostle Paul, where he said in the first Thessalonians chapter 4, that the dead in Christ shall rise first. We that are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So now they are in everywhere in the heaven. Now when the Lord is coming, that, when that rapture takes place, they won't see, the human beings will not see Jesus Christ in the sky. Only the saints will go and meet him. Then when he's coming down, that he mentioned here in, in verse 29, and verse 30, the sign of the Son of Man in the sky, and see him in the clouds coming. That is when he is gathering all the saints in heaven, and they are coming down upon the cloud, coming down to take over the earth. Saying they will be gathered from one end of heaven to the other. 
that will be when it's coming down to rain or not. They what will be the government of the world. By that time, the governments of the world will have been destroyed in the world war that we that we destroyed many that say if the days were not shot in, no flesh will be left. But those that were left that were not killed in that world war will be few. That's why I said the prophet said few men left. But few men worldwide, by the time the states are coming down, those few men left are the ones that are going to be gathered from all the corners of the earth to start a new world. To start a new world. And those people will be allowed to repopulate the earth. While the saints that have gone to heaven to go meet Christ, they are now immortal. We are now immortal that come down. We will be immortal. It means that there will be no more marriage for those saints that have been resurrected. But they are immortal like angels, judging the earth and controlling the affairs of the world and letting these few men to repopulate the earth for 1,000 years. According to the book of Revelation chapter 20, we we'll read that the book of Revelation chapter 20, for 1,000 years, the millennial reign of Christ on earth is what we are talking about for 1,000 years. That is the rest that God was prophesying in the book of Genesis chapter 1, that on the seventh day God rested. God was prophesying that six days, which is 6,000 years he gave to mankind, on the seventh day he rested. And that is really what Genesis chapter 1 was prophesying. That people thought, oh, you said he created the world in six days. It's just six days, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years. And he's talking of the generation of mankind. Because he said in that end of that chapter 1 that these are the generations of men. He said, men and female clearly them. It's not talking of just Adam. Them. So he's talking of a prophetic, a prophetic utterance of 6,000 years for man, and then on the 7,000 year he rested, which is the millennium of Christ on earth. Amen. Let's continue. Verse 32 now. Learn a parable of the fig tree. When its branch is yet tender and put it for leaves, you know that summer is nigh. Now, this parable is talking about the fig tree, and the, the preachers have first pointed out that the fig tree always represents a symbol of Israel as a nation. Now, Israel was scattered from AD 17, and there was no more Israel as a nation for thousands of years. Now, Christ said, learn a parable. When you now see the fig tree blossoming again, that's what he meant here by when its branch is yet tender and put it for leaves, you know that summer is near. I mean, summer is harvesting time. So, when you now see Israel as a nation being gathered from all over the world and they are forming a nation, they started forming a nation in 1948. That was not all Israelites because some of them are still everywhere. But those who started coming back, they formed a nation in 1948 and they are still struggling to, to exist up to now. We are in year 2023. And they are still struggling to exist. But they have like a fig tree that is blossoming. They have branches that are tender and put up for leaves. They say, you know that the summer, the harvesting time is near. Christ is saying, take that parable. So likewise, you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. So, when we see all these prophecies that, have, that we are talking about, when they begin to take place, no, it is near the doors. Verse 24 says, Verily I say to you, This generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Now, I always point to that verse 34 there, that very likely the Lord is talking about the generation that crucified him will not pass before they are destroyed and taken away by Roman Empire. So, that 34 perhaps should have been put earlier in this chapter. Why? Because when Matthew are recording this thing, they were reporting it many years later. So are we sure he said this one before he said that one? So that's why I said 
this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled, you can very likely be following the fact that he said, pray that your flight be not in winter nor under in the Sabbath day, which is verse 20, when he said the city will be destroyed, the, the, the tribulation that will come upon the, that, that generation that rejected him. So let's continue anyway. Verse 34 said, this generation has not passed it. All these things be fulfilled, that all the things that he said about the temple, the abomination of desolation, that, that, that is what will fulfill on that generation that he came to visit. Heaven and I shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Verse 36, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. So what day is talking about? The end of all things is what we are talking about. When will it happen? Because people say, oh, we have been saying this thing for a thousand years, two thousand years. Christ has not come back yet. That day or hour is not known by anybody but by my father. And this is how I explain it to people. Our father in heaven is the God of spirits, is the father of spirits, is the one that is dispensing the spirits of man onto the earth. Putting soul in us, we get souls in our father and we come with a body and live on this earth. Billions of human beings have come to this planet earth. But how many did God want to send to the earth? Because God has a big, a big plan for the universe, this physical universe. The scientists could tell you they are looking and seeing Jupiter, bigger than the earth, Mars, Saturn, and then other planets, other galaxies, physical, physical ball, physical, physical stars, physical mountains over there that are huge, bigger than this planet Earth that we are standing on. And they don't know whether those things are empty. I, some of them are empty, some of them are not. As far as I can tell you. Let's say they are all empty, but God has a plan. Why will he have billions and billions being created here? This is like a, Jesus Christ said, this is a plantation. This heart is a plantation. God is going to harvest human beings into his kingdom and we will be populating this universe, physical universe. That is my, that's the plan of God that has revealed to me that I'm telling you this. That is why he said only the Father knows when the, the number is enough. Because when he says enough, he's no more sending spirits to be born. Human beings have been born and have to raised and they have to accept Christ or not. He's the Father that knows when is that going to stop. And as long as they are still coming to the world, they will still have to be preached to and they still have to decide whether for, to follow Christ or to follow God or not to follow God. And then God is harvesting at the time of the harvest when he got all people into his kingdom and destroyed those that are not coming in. It's where we are, that's what we are talking about. That only the Father knows when that will be. But, but as the days of Noah one, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the day of marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. So you see, we can't say that God has to stop the childbearing before that thing occurs. But just like in the days of Noah, Somebody may just be born that day and he was killed with the with his parents in the day of Noah. And they didn't know until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 4 said, Then shall two be in the field, and the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Now that those two verses are talking about one taken and the other left. In the other gospel in Luke, they say, they say, Where where are you taking them to? And he said, where the carcass is there, we, and we believe he's talking about the rapture. When the Lord will be taking people in the rapture, and some are not taken, left behind. And that palace is what everybody believes that verse 40 and 41 is talking about. 
Now, two people will be in the field. One is taking the other left because it's, they are going to go meet the logistical in the sky. Verse 42. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. So he's talking about when the Lord is coming. One taking the other left. One taking the other left. But one is ready, one is not ready. Verse 43. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief will come, he will have watched and will not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour, as ye think not the Son of Man coming. That's the one to every one of us, not just to their disciples we're talking to. We are to be ready, living our life as if the Lord is coming today. As if He's coming today. Live your life as that, so that you keep yourself looking up. Be ye also ready for in the, such an hour as you think not the Son of Man coming. Verse 45, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has made ruler of his household. Now, verse 44, 45, when you go to the book of Luke, when Luke chapter 21, he reported these same prophecies, there was a break there where they said, so Apostle Peter asked him that this prophecy, this message is it for us or for the everybody. When he said that this, you don't know when the Son of Man is coming, that you should be, when he said, therefore be ye also ready. So Elisa Peter said, is this for us disciples or for everybody? For we that are, that are apostles or for everybody? And they said, then Jesus Christ and said, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayed his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In short, he was replying to that question that said, Is this for us or for, for we that are servants that you have chosen or for everybody that they should be ready? He said, Well, even if I make you to be the ruler, you better do your own part faithfully. That's what he meant. That if that servant will say, my Lord delayed is coming and started dominating, dominating and fighting and beating up his own or his own, his other servant, his own fellow servant, then the master will come suddenly and shame this evil servant and cast him out. So that's why I said, you also be ready. Doing your, doing your own, uh, your own uh, responsibility, taking it seriously. Every one of us to be ready. The one that is following, follow with humility. The one that is leading, lead with meekness. So it's the same thing. Everybody has to do their own part faithfully, serving the Lord. Now, when you are follower, you are follower, serving the Lord. You are must, must do it with humility. When you are leading, you are leading, serving the Lord. You are serving by leading. You are serving the Lord by following. So that's why I said, do your own part faithfully. Otherwise, when the Lord comes, He's going to reward everyone, both the leader and the follower. This is the end of chapter 24. And I pray that the Lord will give you more understanding of this as you study it again and again to see these prophecies. Some have been fulfilled, some are still yet in our future. It is coming soon. And the rapture is coming soon. God bless you. Amen. We'll continue this in chapter 25 next time.